Listen, it's no secret that customers expect the best experience from every business, including yours. Whether it's with customer support or sales or really everything in between, Zendesk products help you give your customers the experience that they deserve. Better yet, qualifying startups can join the Zendesk for Startups program and get Zendesk products free for six months. For six months! That's all of Zendesk, free for six months. Win on every channel with the Zendesk for Startups program. Visit Zendesk.com slash equity to claim your free six months of Zendesk. Terms and conditions apply. Good morning and welcome to Equity Monday, TechCrunch's weekly kickoff. Each and every Monday, we take a quick and useful look at the markets, the latest early stage news, what happened over the weekend, and finally, we talk about what is coming up. Are you ready? Are you feeling good? Well, from Providence, Rhode Island, where spring is beginning to show its warmth, let's begin. The coronavirus continued to spread around the world this weekend, leading to more border closures, trade disruptions, fear, deaths, and more. Outbreaks of the disease in Italy, Iran, and South Korea added to the totals in China, those stemming from the Diamond Princess cruise ship and the handful of cases in other countries around the world. Public markets, formerly optimistic that the disease could be contained inside of China, which would quickly restart its global factories, fell sharply around the world to start the week. As the Financial Times reported this morning, the Europe-spanning stocks 600 fell 3.5%, the UK-focused FTSE 100 was off 3.24%, and some airline stocks were off more than 10%. Turning to South Korea, the South Korea-focused KOSPI index was off nearly 4%, while domestic airline stocks in that country were off as much as 6%. Finally, what is the weekend bringing to the United States? Well, it's before 8 a.m. here on the East Coast, but early indications show that we're in for a bad day. According to CNBC's Morning Market Roundup, as I write to you, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, or DGIA, if you're a nerd, is indicating an opening drop of more than 760 points. That's bad. Turning to percentage terms, the S&P 500 looks set to open down 2.5%, while the Nasdaq is indicating a sharper 2.8% drop. This naturally brings us to tech. Well, let's take a look, starting with the big five. Apple shares are off 3.7% in pre-market trading. Microsoft is off 3.7% as well. Alphabet is off a smaller 3%. Amazon also off 3.7%. And Facebook is off the least at less than 3%. As you probably expected, growth and SaaS stocks are taking a bit more of a beating, not setting a good tone for your local startup's fundraising or exit hopes. But here's some data points for you. Dropbox is looking like it's going to be off 3.9%. Salesforce off more than 4%. Slack off 4.5%. And Atlassian, well, down 4.7%. All that and Bitcoin is not up. So what a start to the week. Looking at the next five days, here is what I have for you. It's going to be a somewhat busy week ahead for earnings. Coming up in order, we have... HP reporting today, but we don't really care. Salesforce reports Tuesday, which should help set some of the pace for SaaS and growth stocks this week. Perhaps it could kind of boost those shares we mentioned earlier. Wednesday brings us earnings from both Square and Box, so we'll get a taste of what Square's payments and crypto revenues look like, and Box will help us understand more about market sentiment regarding SaaS. Finally, VMware is Thursday, if that's your sort of thing. All that while the domestic political situation doesn't show many signs of improving, an election looms and the president is out of the country. But really, the key news this week isn't here in America. It's the global economy and what's going to happen to it. I'll be reading the same news as you, so expect more from us on Friday morning, but... This is going to be a big week, so stay tuned, stay awake. 
and read a lot. Turning to funding rounds this morning, something a little bit different. Normally on Equity Monday, I run through three to five funding rounds, usually with a theme of some sort, to paint a picture of what's going on in the global venture market, or at least that's what I tell myself. Today, however, we're going to look at kind of one single round. Capiche has raised $1.1 million in a seed round with participation from, according to the company, Jason Calacanis, Loop Ventures, Darmesh Shah, Kairos underscore VC, Coffin Capital, Half Court Ventures, and PIF.VC, among other angels. That's according to its CEO, Austin Smith. What is Capiche? Well, TechCrunch got on the phone with Smith to figure out just that. According to the CEO, after starting life as a user community for SaaS, Capiche wants to bring together SaaS power users to share pricing information and other market data. Pricing in the SaaS market is, of course, highly variable, leading to many folks probably paying too much. Now, Smith wants SaaS customers to share more than pricing, however, including reviews and negotiation tactics. This might all sound a little bit familiar. After all, there are some in-market players that do kind of similar things. Gartner for reviews and kind of what you might want to use. G2 for other software data. But in Smith's view, however, the existing market is too tilted towards serving vendors over end users. And now with $1.1 million, he has the cash needed to build out his vision. He has four people on the team, according to what he told us the other week. And he has 21 months of runway without generating any revenue. But the company intends to generate income far before that window closes, so Capiche should have plenty of time to build out what it wants to. Capiche, which you can find at capiche.com if you want to take a peek, has a neat take on the market. I'm excited about it. I love SaaS, as you know. And so seeing someone kind of try to hack SaaS and turn that into a company sounds neat. I'm keeping an eye on Capiche. Now, our final topic today is, is kind of fun. As I write and kind of record this podcast for you, it's expected that Intuit, a huge financial services company, will announce a purchase of former startup Credit Karma. Now, the deal is expected to be worth $7 billion in cash and stock, which is why I'm not going to call Credit Karma a startup because it's not, because it's worth $7 billion, and that's a lot. Startups are worth less because they're small and they're starting up. Okay. Credit Karma was most recently valued at around $3.5 billion in a mid-2018 secondary transaction led by Silver Lake when that group bought about a half billion dollars worth of the company. So they're up about 2x in about two years. Well done. Credit Karma provides free credit scores and other tools to consumers offering various financial deals in return. Consumers who sign up for these items generate revenue for Credit Karma. You can kind of see the transaction there. It's not hard to get. I've actually eaten dinner with the Credit Karma team, and while my notes from that period are actually lost on an old work Google Drive account, I think at Crunchbase, maybe, my recollection is that Credit Karma was far larger as a business than I had expected, and that was a few years ago. So while the price tag feels high, it is a real company that's doing real things. So don't think this is kind of like one of those speculative buys. It's not that. The yet private unicorn had raised north of $350 million in equity capital while independent, according to my morning edition. And keep in mind that Credit Karma has worked to broaden its product lineup, really, in the last couple of months. It announced a high-yield savings account in October, joining kind of everyone who was doing that at the same time. You recall when everyone added savings accounts and then kind of debit cards trying to drive more interest rate, arbitrage revenue, and then interchange payments revenue. Pretty much all fintech looks the same in the end, like a Frankenstein kind of wandering towards you saying, give me your wallet. Anywho, by mid-January, I was getting tips that the company was cutting staff on that project and moving some of those workers to other things. So unclear really what's going on with that part of Credit Karma. And of course, more on TechRange.com when the deal is formally announced. 
And that's all we have for you today. I hope I hope you're well. I hope that all things are good where you are. It's 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 kind of a scary week, you know. This is not. I want to start this show one Monday morning and go. You know what? Things are fantastic. What a, what a delight. What a great week this is. What a what a peaceful weekend. Uh, the markets are up and everything looks perfect. But that's not been the year we've had. So hugs and love from Providence. And here's to spring and hopefully a better summer. I'm Alex Wilhelm. This is Equity Monday, and you are tremendous. Goodbye.